0: Yeah, that's the roar that made him famous. He was a favorite character
1: in the Star Wars series. There is late word tonight of a major passing. Actor Peter Mayhew has died. Of course, he was the original actor behind the beloved Chewbacca in the Star Wars franchise, Peter Mayhew.
2: One of the most beloved characters in film history. Mayhew played the shaggy and lovable Chewbacca in several of the Star Wars films. In his prime, he stood at over seven feet tall.
1: A letter posted
2: to social media says he passed away a couple days ago with family by side. He played the character so loved in the Star Wars universe in the original trilogy, but he became associated with that role ever since. A hero, really, among true fans of the franchise. Peter Mayhew. Was 74.
1: Hey, loyal Rebel Force Radio listeners. We were getting ready to put the show out for everyone to enjoy this week when we got the sudden and very sad news about the passing of Star Wars legend, icon, Peter Mayhew, the man behind the mask who gave life to. One of the most iconic characters in all of cinema. Chewbacca the Mighty Wookiee. Peter passed away just a couple of days ago, but the release went out from the family today, as we're recording this, right before we put out this week's episode of Rebel Force Radio. Now, we will have, of course, many opportunities to pay tribute to the man and the character that he brought to life for more than 40 years in the future. But tonight I thought that we could just get together and just remember Peter for a few moments. So, Jim, Mm. uh, I'm actually sitting on my back porch Mm -hmm. having a a little cigar toast (laughs) to Peter Mayhew. And you were the one, you you know, you were the one that told me about Harrison Ford's uh, plane crash. You were the one that texted me about Carrie Fisher. Um, And here again... You came with the news, texting me as I was driving home, that um, you had heard that Peter Mayhew had passed away, uh, and you were one of the first uh, to hear it. Um, it was something that I mean, you told me before my phone started blowing up with some of the you know mainstream news sources. So it seems like this went through fandom before it actually hit mainstream. Uh,
2: news. Yes, absolutely. The, the news was made known to friends of Peter, and some of them reached out and informed me of the news just shortly before the family released their announcement uh, with the, the terrible news. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to read a little bit of the family's announcement here. The family of Peter Mayhew, with deep love and sadness, regrets to share the news that Peter has passed away. He left us the evening of April 30th, 2019 with his family by his side in his North Texas home. Peter was the man behind the mask. Yes. ...of Chewbacca in the original Star Wars trilogy, episode three of the prequels, and the new trilogy. He fought his way back from being wheelchair-bound to stand tall and portray Chewbacca once more in Star Wars The Force Awakens. He also consulted on The Last Jedi in an attempt to teach his successor. He put his heart and soul into the role of Chewbacca, and it showed in every frame of the films. From his knock-kneed running, firing his (laughs) bowcaster from the hip, his bright blue eyes down to each subtle movement of his head and mouth but to him the star wars family meant so much more than just a role in a film so uh you know i that does sum it up uh, peter was a great ambassador for star wars fans um He was uh, always there for you when you wanted to talk about Chewbacca or get to know the man behind the mask. And Peter actually was the first Star Wars celebrity I ever met in my life. It was the very first time I attended Wizard World Chicago in the mid-90s. I'd never been to a pop culture convention or anything like that in my life. And uh, I was just walking the show floor and amongst the dealers sitting there. At, you know, a six-foot table just sitting there right in the middle of the show floor was Peter Mayhew. And I just found myself attracted to him. I walked over. I shook his hand. I stared into his eyes. And I knew right away when I looked in those blue eyes that I was talking to the real deal. I was talking to Chewy. You could see it in his facial structure. You could see it in his eyes especially and in, in the shape of his mouth too, which was, of course, that prosthetic mask that he wore all the prosthetics within it were all custom fitted for him. So there is a lot of Peter actually in Chewbacca. And I definitely noticed the first time I met him. And then uh, I I was able to have the opportunity to sit down with him and talk to him behind microphones a number of times. And so since this news broke earlier uh, today, on Thursday as we record this, I was uh, able to dig up some old interviews. Uh, I went and pulled out the masters and uh, I reposted them on YouTube. So uh, remember Peter Mayhew with us, visit Rebel Force Radio on YouTube and uh, you'll see some, a a few interviews there. I'm going to put them together in their own playlist and I'll put it right at the top called remembering Peter Mayhew. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm I'm really sad by the news, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, I am as well. Uh, I'll tell you that my first experience with Peter was, of course, through you. And I, I'll be honest, I was absolutely scared to death. <laughs> you know, I had been podcasting and you know, doing Star Wars podcasting for about a year, I think it was, maybe a little over a year. And um, we had the opportunity to first hook up and and I think it was at Celebration Ah, it may have been Celebration 5 or it could have been that C2E2 right before Celebration 5. Um, may even been one of the Dallas conventions, actually. Um, they all sort of run together after all these years. But I, um, what I remember was we would, we would go past Peter's table and you would start to ask about an interview and he would just hold his gigantic hand up and be like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. nope. And, and then we'd walk away and you'd be like, yeah, I've interviewed Peter before, but he could, you know, sometimes, you know, I think he's a little distrustful of media people or something like that. And so of course this buildup, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, he's like eight feet tall and he's, you know, um, very intimidating. Then you would see him with, with little kids and he was this, just the most gentle, you know, to be cliche about it, you know, the gentlest of giants. And I want to say it was maybe the next convention or the next show where he finally agreed, he was gonna he was gonna let us talk to him, and uh, you know he was of course as sweet and nice and um, as, as you could you could hope in his ability to recall uh, moments on the set. I've I've always been so fascinated with the uh, the whole carbon freezing chamber um, uh, moment in uh, in Empire Strikes Back. Since I was a little kid, I had a chance to ask him about that, and he was of course talking about how hot it was on the set, you know, with all the steam and he was in the, in the costume, but, um, and it was great. And then, um, you know, when the, when the news came that they were going to put Chewie in the clone wars, uh, Dave Filoni made sure that they flew Peter Mayhew uh, out to LA and did a lot of work with the animators. He worked with the animators to make sure that they really captured the essence of Chewie and my uh, Bailey and I, we've been watching a lot of clone wars lately and we watched that episode. The, uh, um, what was the name of the, uh, the hunt? Um, yeah. Oh, it was the two parter where Ahsoka gets, uh, picked up by the Trandoshans and, uh, anyway, really uh, was, uh... it was, fantastic yeah. and, it, and it brought Chewie, it brought Chewie to life in, in such an authentic way for a, for an animated series and, and then after that he was going to come back and do the force awakens and you know that that uh, memo or the the release that was put out by the family you know a lot of people forget that uh peter really did to the to his best the best of his ability overcome some of the chronic illness that mm-hmm. he had had long enough to do some of those shots you know standing without support and help He walked with a cane. A lot of times he was wheelchair-bound. But he wanted to be in that film and stand next to Harrison Ford again. And it's just – it's incredible. I I just – I'm so thrilled for him and the fans that he was able to do that movie. And then to have such a great relationship with his successor, Jonas – and you can tell that Jonas just adored Peter mm-hmm. and that the two of them really, really got along well. And, um, you know, Jonas has that humility and he realizes that he's literally standing on the shoulders of, uh, of a giant in, uh, doing the role. And, uh, it just, uh, I'm really happy for the way his career went there in the end for him to be back in a major Hollywood blockbuster once more and then get to kind of, Right off into the sunset, having sort of bestowed uh, all of his uh, knowledge uh, and understanding of that character to a worthy successor. So I'm very sad uh, that Peter Mayhew is no longer with us. It just, I can't imagine a convention without Peter Mayhew. Mm, you yeah. know, I mean, he's, he's just such a fixture at, at these things. Mm-hmm. And I think some people probably took it for granted. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Stan Lee. You know, Stan Lee was always at these conventions and you don't realize, you know, someday, you know, you're not going to have Stan Lee uh, and you're not going to have Peter Mayhew. So it's going to be, I think, for that family of of uh, Star Wars actors that sort of travel a lot and go to a lot of different conventions, it's going to be a a massive loss for them. True.
2: George Lucas issued a statement. Peter was a wonderful man. He was the closest any human being could be to a Wookiee. Big heart, (laughs) gentle nature, and I learned to always let him win. He was was a good friend, and I'm saddened by his passing, George Lucas. And uh, Harrison Ford had this to say in a statement. Peter Mayhew was a kind and gentle man, possessed of great dignity and noble character. These aspects of his own personality plus his wit and grace he brought to Chewbacca, We were partners in film and friends in life for over 30 years, and I loved him. He invested his soul in the character and brought great pleasure to the Star Wars audience. Chewbacca was an important part of the success of the films we made together. He knew how important the fans of the franchise were to its continued success, and he was devoted to them. I and millions of others will never forget Peter and what he gave us all. My thoughts are with his dear wife Angie and his children. Rest easy, my dear friend. Oh. That's very sweet.
1: That really is, you know, for a guy that's not known, you know, to be uh, a, uh, all that cuddly, you know, Harrison Ford. But um, I did hear a story And I don't know if it's true, and I'm not here to spread rumors, uh, but I believe it's true that the initial offer to Peter Mayhew to do The Force Awakens in in terms of the salary was uh, pretty paltry. And when I heard what it was, if this is true, I, I would consider it an insult, frankly. And it was Harrison Ford that demanded that they double what they had offered him good and uh that, i think that sort of speaks to the way harrison felt about peter mayhew you know don't take this guy for granted he's not a prop you know he's uh he's he's an actual he's a, he's an act, he's a real actor um that gives life to the character um the uh, king of cool uh billy d williams took to instagram and said much more than chewy to me my heart hurts i will miss you my dear friend Thanks for the great memories. Mm. Uh, also, JJ uh, J. Abrams with his uh, trademark, uh, you know, those cards that he has from the desk of JJ Abrams. Uh, right. You know, JJ J. J. doesn't want to be uh, uh, stiffened by uh, character limits. Uh, so he just takes photos of his notes. Um, he says Peter was the loveliest man, kind and patient, supportive and encouraging, a sweetheart to work with, and already deeply missed. J.J. Um, Jonas. I don't know if you got to see Jonas' uh, tribute. No. Uh, Jonas says, Devastated to hear about the passing of a dear friend and mentor, the great Peter Mayhew. Peter's warm welcome when I came aboard as his double in The Force Awakens meant so much to me. Studying the character he helped create was always a daunting task, but one that was made easier by his tutelage and kindness as we sought to bring Chewbacca to life for a new generation. He was an absolutely one-of-a-kind gentleman and a legend of unrivaled class, and I will miss him. As the entire Star Wars universe grieves over this terrible loss, my thoughts and prayers are with his wife Angie and his family and all of the fans whose lives he has impacted. Rest assured, his legacy will live on, and the spirit that he gave the character when he first donned the suit will never be forgotten.
2: Hmm. Very nice. Uh, Did you see Mark Hamill had uh, this to say? He was the gentlest of giants, a big man with an even bigger heart who never failed to make me smile and a loyal friend who I love dearly. I'm grateful for the memories we shared and I'm a better man for just having known him. Thanks, Pete. That's from Mark Hamill. Pete. Pete,
1: yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Pete. When you get to, when when you're Luke Skywalker, you can can call Peter Mayhew Pete. Right. Uh, Yeah, and you know, I... I was we were talking earlier and your history with Peter Mayhew goes back a long time and you're absolutely right you know I used in my Instagram post the man behind the mask because he always will be for me the man behind the mask my whole, my first um, awareness that actors from Star Wars were making themselves available was when Peter went on that tour, yes. the Men Behind the Masks. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really a, a, a much of a convention guy. I'd hit a couple of uh, Star Trek conventions, but Star Trek was always very synonymous with conventions. I mean, that was they kind of created the whole thing. You didn't when I, growing up, I didn't hear of Star Wars cons or Star Wars actors being at conventions, and but I knew about that tour. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Jeremy Bullock, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Mayhew. And I'm missing the their own oh, Dave Prouse. How could mm-hmm. I forget Dave right. Prouse is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, Jim, didn't when they were touring through Chicago, didn't they come on uh, Wendy's show on the radio? Yes,
2: they did. Remember when we were at Reggie's doing our live show there and Wendy came up and talked to us. She had mentioned she had Peter and Jeremy Bullock in the studio in the mid 90s when they were on the road with the Men Behind the Masks convention tour. And, of course, Chewbacca. There was a, a lot of that going on. Oh, was. But now, Peter, that wasn't that wasn't you doing that, no, was it? No, it was animal
0: noises. Like but,
2: a bear that just yeah. recently died a few years ago, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: it was down in San Diego Zoo. Um, it died three years ago. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like a bear to me, though. No, but it, it's... Been put um, other other noises have been incorporated oh. in in with it. Mm-hmm. So you've got a growl and a, a a short growl and then another growl. It's put so it's done so quickly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, you can't. Tell you, can,
0: you, can, you, you can hear that. You can hear the original bear noise because when a bear gets angry, it's it's a deep note, and yeah. yet when it's happy, it's a high note. Mm-hmm. Like oh, a, any not? any animal, dogs beavers bears you, you you name it it's there
2: and uh so i i did find the cassette of that in my basement and uh i made that rare little slice of uh star wars in chicago radio history available to our uh all access members of uh, rfr what? on patreon so that's up there if you want to hear that uh that old interview with uh, Wendy and Bill talking to uh, Jeremy Bullock and Peter Mayhew, I think they did sort of a game show sort of quiz with them. I
1: I remember, I think you played that for me at one point and uh, uh, it it gets real funny. It (laughs) it gets real funny uh, with the two of them, you know, Jeremy Bullock um, who's still with us, thank goodness, but is retired from doing conventions. And, you know, this is something that, um, you know, we as, as, as Star Wars fans, as we're all in our, you know, in our forties now or, or, or older. And these actors were, um, you know, are, are getting up in years. This is something, unfortunately, that is probably going to be happening, um, obviously over the next couple decades as we, as the, as we lose these folks, um, it, you know, it, it, there is a part of me, of course, the, the cynic that says, oh, geez, you know, another one gone and, you know, uh, another missed opportunity. Uh, I don't want to be pouring salt in that wound but it, yeah. it it does i i can't help i'm just being honest here that that was one of the first things that i thought of just like after carrie fisher passed away um but you know what the, the fact that we did get i, I want to be grateful for what we have we'll always have the chewy we're home moment and um that uh, i'll always be be grateful for that that still gets me in the feels as they say mm-hmm. and so it was really really wonderful um I would say, I would say that, um, you know, when you think about, and it was Harrison Ford that mentioned it. um, I don't know of many actors from Star Wars uh, or any franchise really that has been that big of an ambassador to the fans and people talk about it, like, oh, the ambassador of the fans, ambassador of the fans. But, but Peter was doing the conventions and making appearances before it was the thing to do. He was a, mm-hmm. I think a real trendsetter, a trailblazer in that respect. And, you know, people probably looked to guys like Peter and Jeremy and Dave Prouse and said, Hey, they're doing it. I should do that too. Absolutely. And so I, I kind of credit him for, you know, all the opportunities that, that we've had to, to meet a lot of these people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He he did trail he was a trailblazer when it came to that kind of thing. And uh I'm I'm grateful for it. Like I said, I'll always remember that first time I met him there on the convention floor and it was you know, there nowadays there's autograph halls and these big long lines you have to go through and uh, security and all this stuff. Back then, this was just Peter sitting at a folding table there right <laughs> in the middle of the place. And he wasn't the only one. There were a few others out there, but he was the one I saw and the one I was able to shake his hand and, and just – express you know my gratitude for everything he had uh done to uh entertain me as a film goer and a huge star wars fan and he was very gracious about it and then i fast forward to uh 2016 december jason you and i were in hollywood for the rogue one world premiere
1: yes and
2: uh i recall standing at a bar right next to the venue right next to the theater um uh, where a bunch of uh, guys from Skywalker Sound were hanging out there. And uh, I felt somebody grab my wrist. I turned around and I looked and I didn't see him. And I looked down. And it was Peter. He was in the wheelchair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was getting pushed through. And he, he saw me there. And he just grabbed my wrist. I said, oh, my God, Peter. And I, 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 I bent over and I hugged the guy. I hugged him. <laughs> oh, you got a Wookiee hug, I, a real Wookiee hug. I, yeah. well, I hugged him, and uh-huh. uh, it uh-huh. was just, you know, I was, like, blown away that he was taking the moment as, I mean, he was just getting pushed by. It wasn't right. like he was like, yeah, take me to see Jimmy Mac. It was just like he's like, there's that, that knucklehead who stuck the microphone in my face all these years, and he just grabbed my, my wrist. I, turned, I was shocked. And uh, so I did, I gave him a hug and um, I'm so grateful that I had that last moment with him yeah. at that event. And uh, so that was uh, that was a, you know, I'll, I'll always cherish that moment.
1: Well, and you know, he, his heart was as big as his, as the rest of him. You know, he uh, was a, 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 just a constant uh, cheerleader and fundraiser for all kinds of charities. Um, um, I think about little Leah, Uh, the little uh, girl that captured a lot of hearts. Um, And uh, he was very, very instrumental in raising the funds uh, for her uh, and um, very, very uh, active in in Make-A-Wish and all of that. You know, he just um, really, really had a heart of gold. And you see these tributes. and You know, you just never heard anything bad about the guy. You really never heard anything bad. even remotely bad. Everybody just, oh, Peter, what a nice man. What a kind man. Well, like you um, mentioned,
2: that one time I approached him, he didn't want to talk or anything. I think mm-hmm. that was before I actually was able to break through and get that first interview with him. Because it, it, it was something I had been trying to do over the course of a number of years, is mm-hmm. get an interview with Peter. The first time I asked him was at Star Wars Celebration 3 in Indianapolis in 2002. And so I was riding this cold streak for the longest time. (laughs) Jason, it wasn't until Star Wars Celebration Japan. And I asked Peter at that event very early on, Peter, please, come on. No, no, no. He would always fold his arms in front of his chest and shake his head. No, no, no. And come on, please. I'm like, "I, I came all the way to Japan just to talk to you. (laughs) <laughs> I said that to everyone in Japan too, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, but Peter was standoffish, and then he saw me sitting down with Mark Hamill, and then that changed everything. Mm.
0: If, if, if
2: if if I was able to sit down with Mark Hamill, then it would be acceptable then for me to sit down with Peter. So yeah. Um. So as I was, you know, after Mark had, you know. I had walked, actually, Mark, walked Mark to the stage and wrapped up the interview as we were walking. And that's when I think Peter spotted me. And so um, I, I, you know, kept the interview going right till I walked Mark, right to the steps of the stage. And he went out there to introduce him. And I was walking back. And then that's when one of the um, volunteers in the autograph hall came and got me. And all they said was, Peter, will talk to you now. (laughs) Like that's great finally finally so um that's the first time i sat down because
1: after that um, he was always very gracious anytime uh we were at a show and and wanted to talk to him
2: after that it was he was extremely nice and friendly and accommodating to me anytime i saw him be it in chicago or or in his home state of uh, Texas, you know, he became an American citizen and, yeah. uh, you know, moved to Texas and uh, never thought twice about it. And fit right in because, you know, his size in Texas. They, <laughs> um, but hey, <laughs> you wouldn't would joke with him.
1: big in Texas. Yeah,
2: yeah oh, he fit right in there. They loved him. Yeah. I have this picture of him that I'm looking at that I took in uh, 20, no, it's 2009. Ten years ago. He looks pretty tough and robust in
1: this one, man. Well, I love the one you have of him wearing the hat. He looks like he's uh, looks like he's slashed. Don't you have a photo of Peter? Up doing, in my like, room? Devil horns. Yeah, up in the Star Wars room with a the, with the hat on. He looks like he should be playing uh, guitar for Guns N' Roses. He, I swear you do. I got Don't a, you? I got a it's cool like, picture it's of him. It's black and white. I got a
2: cool picture of him. That I took a long time ago, and he's wearing his Chewy ring, and he's holding it toward the camera.
1: Yes, and that's I sort the what of I'm tilted. Of. He's not the th- wearing a hat, is he? No.
2: I sort of tilted the thing, and um, yes. I've actually and been he- looking for the the file on that, but I. I lost And the, this ring, and the ring is coming
1: towards the yeah, left, right? Yeah. It's a perspective shot. Yeah, that, that you took that? I took that, yeah. Oh, man. He loved it. That's really cool. That's a great photo. He, he I loved thought it. that was something you bought.
2: No, I took it, and then I took it to him and had him sign it. And he goes, where'd you get this? And I go, I took it. He goes, you took it? Do you got more? And so I'm like, mm. yeah, I'll come back tomorrow. And I brought him like a stack of them. He loved it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was something you bought at a no, convention. No, there's a story behind that one. He looks like a rock star.
2: There is a story behind that one. Hmm. So he was always a great guy, and I'm happy you and me have been able to get together tonight to uh, pay tribute to him. I think we're going to wrap this up with a little highlight montage of a, some of these interviews here we got on the RFR YouTube channel. And then uh, the regular RFR will be coming on Saturday this week. Uh, Fingers crossed. Uh, But, no, we do have a whole show, uh, lots to talk about um, on uh, RFR this week. So uh, we just wanted to uh, throw out something special because Peter Mayhew meant a lot to us, and we know he meant a lot to everyone listening to this show.
1: He sure did. So before we go into uh, some of those interview highlights, uh, we'll just have a moment of silence here for the great Peter Mayhew. Rebel Force Radio Star Wars! Nothing but Star Wars! Your source for the Force. Guess who just
2: got four tickets to the Origins of Chewbacca Star Wars exhibit? Is the original Chewbacca
1: going to be there? Peter Mayhew in the fur.
2: All right, we're here at Star Wars Celebration Japan with Chewbacca himself, Peter Mayhew. How's it going, Peter? Very nicely.
0: We're having a great time here.
2: In most places in the world where you go, you probably garner a lot of attention just due to your height alone. Just
0: being there, you always have someone at an airport that is going to either recognize you or... Uh, going to make some comment about your height. Of course. Because you stand out. Uh, but this is I've been dealing with this for a long, long time. Of course. And
2: you know, you're you just you are just there and it's part of being who you are. Right. And you know, you stand out in a crowd not only because of your height, but because you have, your hair is so long. Is that a, a look you've cultivated to sort of say, hey, I am Chewbacca the Wookiee?
0: Well, when you get not branded, but recognized for doing something yes. by the creator. And George has said that there's nobody could do this. Mm-hmm. So you might as well try and create a look yes. that is part of it. And, you know, it's just that I suppose when I was growing up, I didn't have the opportunity to grow long hair. Uh-huh. Consequently, it's a it's a reversal.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so
0: come, you know, it's a re, almost a revolt. <laughs> Not quite, but it's almost a revolt too. Still Be rebellious oh, after yeah, all these yeah. years.
2: Well, that's what Wookies are. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and you own that role of Chewbacca. When Chewbacca walks, I see Peter you Mayhew's see, yep, walk. Yeah. And there's so much personality you gave to a character who didn't speak a lick of English true didn't speak didn't speak at all just barked just barked but there's so much personality that you put into uh, Chewie
0: that is you know that is entirely hopefully I have made the character easy enough for people to uh, relate to oh absolutely you know they look at They look at the Chewy character, they think, "Mm, yes, we know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And they just go on down the road. It's not a complicated character. It's a mime that is being done as part of a movie.
2: Yeah, and he's one of the most beloved film characters of all time.
0: He's a teddy bear.
2: And that must make you very proud. I love it.
0: I think I've got the best job in the world. Oh, yeah. At
2: the moment, you
0: know... We're having a real good time being around, doing things for Lucasfilm, yes. doing things for Star Wars, yes. and it just makes us—it just makes me
2: happy to see the reaction from other, all the other people. Speaking of Star Wars fans, you've been on the convention circuit for quite a while now. Yeah. How have Star Wars fans changed over the years? They've got wiser. Yeah because
0: now it's three three generations right yes absolutely and they the young ones have been taught to learn the Star Wars code codes are probably the wrong word but you know the rules of Star Wars is that it's myth it's fairy story but there is if you want to take it that far yeah there is some rules of living yeah, That's, you know it all depends how uh, how your parents who bring you up yes. were into into the Star Wars situation.
2: What are the life lessons someone could get from Star Wars? Honesty, yeah, uh,
0: honesty, belief, and knowing that evil doesn't always triumph over good.
2: And the motivation, the motivation to to reach your potential
0: yeah just to enjoy being good as well as I'm not saying that you can't be adventurous Mm -hmm. but you can still be good yeah so that's I think that's one of the moral stories
2: as we celebrate 30 years of Star Wars in Japan let's go back to the beginning yeah what were you doing when you first heard about Star Wars (sighs) um I was working in a hospital what were you doing there you no, know, orderly's job. Uh-huh. Yeah, And... Moving the gurney around, things
0: like moving, that? Moving patients from here to there. Yeah. And the opportunity came along for, you know, for Star Wars.
2: Went out for an audition. Got it. And the rest is history. So you did audition for Chewie. Now, did Lucasfilm find you or did you find them? They found me
0: through another another movie.
2: Uh-huh. What was that? Which
0: was Simbad and the Outer Tiger.
2: Yes, so, yes.
0: and... From there onwards, we did it. That was a continuation of the sort of history of Peter Mayhew's um,
2: acting career. Did you and Harrison Ford bond on the set, or was he just kind of into his own thing?
0: Just look at the movie. Yeah, there is got to be a bond. Yes, because otherwise mm-hmm. Chewie and Han do not uh, do not have the there is there is a bond there. Yeah, and think about it we spend a lot of time together yes so and it shows it, oh yes it shows from the first movie even down to the last mm-hmm. one
2: the on-screen chemistry yeah. was definitely it was palpable there. it was
0: there and it definitely happened
2: you also played Chewbacca a few times outside of the films yep. examples being the uh, holiday special the Muppet Show and the yep. MTV movies, yep. a- Movie Awards which was your favorite chewy moment outside of the film um, probably
0: the MTV Award definitely That was an honor. So, yes, the the MTV people came up and said, We're honoring Chewie, we need you. I said, Yes, when would you like me? And the medal that was not put around my neck originally. Right. The MTV people got carried down. She put the medal around my neck, and it's all recorded. Yeah. for posterity.
2: Yeah, right. I, I think you can find clips on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube and yeah. various other stations. So, Star Wars fans listening to this, be sure to check out Peter getting his big moment, yep. getting the medal, which, which you deserved. Um, are you aware that someone created their own version of Star Wars, a very talented special effects guy, took... The DVDs, and he added his own stuff to it, yeah. and he put the medal around your neck at the end. It's That's called right. Star Wars Revisited. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I've heard
0: of the website.
2: Yeah, it looks really cool. It's it looks cr- really it's cool. Great. How thrilled were you to return to Star Wars after all these years with Revenge of the Sith?
0: Fabulous. It was one of those opportunities that was there, and not knowing about it, it came straight out of the blue. It was a very pleasant surprise. It was beautiful. It really was. It was lovely. After all this time, to, uh, to just be able to go back and return to the return to the set yes. as part of, as an experienced guy that knew what was going on in the story.
2: And you did know what was going yeah. on. Did you find it that you were in the position where you were teaching your fellow Wookiees like Michael Klima how to be a Wookiee? We never
0: actually. I the only. Movie, uh, we never shot the Wookiee battle it was done second unit uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, consequently means that they film it over and over again and they keep it and store it and use it as and when they want to do mm-hmm. the stuff that Mike Keemer and I did was great because I taught him being the older man the old, the old man of the, of the pair He did all the running around and did all the setups and stuff. It was cool.
2: Did you find you had to work out and get into a a, kind of shape to each other? No, Just jumped right back into it? Just right back into it. And what was different about the costume? Uh, We
0: had a a cooling system in Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Simple water tubing Mm -hmm. and an ice pump, an ice box. Yeah. Pumped it around, kept it cool. Uh Everything. Everything was great. Make a big difference? Yes, it made it more comfortable. Yeah, rather, you know, rather than stripping off every ten minutes or whatever it, yeah, you yeah. Know, it was. So, yeah, it, we
2: did it, and it was comfortable. Good, good. And how has George's demeanor changed on the set over the years?
0: There's no difference. No, he's the same guy. There huh? is no difference. He's still the same great guy that he always has been.
2: Those who work with him always remark about his consistency. He's a very consistent dude, yeah, isn't he? Yeah.
0: He's a very technical dude, too. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Obviously.
0: But he is the here's the guy that is technical guy rather than a, a physical director.
2: And uh, I, it's been mentioned a lot of times that he really doesn't give too much direction. He lets
0: people, he explains what he wants to do, he lets people do it. Uh, And if you can come up with an idea, put it up to him, and you may get away with it on set.
2: Speaking of the technicalities of Star Wars, what do you think about working in front of a blue screen? No problem.
0: I have no problems whatsoever. You know, a lot of the... Because a lot of the Sinbad stuff was blue screen anyway. Uh Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You learn how to do it, and you... You use your imagination. Yeah, I'll bet. For positions of things and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you're you there. Oh, as I say.
2: Well, most fans would love to see more of Chewbacca's adventures. And uh, with the upcoming Star Wars live-action TV show, maybe the opportunity will be there. Have you been privy to any of the rumors or talk about that you know,
0: show? there's nothing. I, I know nothing about it. And until it comes around, that is the way I'm going to keep it.
2: Now, uh, a few years ago, you became an American citizen. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. You're out in Texas. Yeah. Only fitting. You know, Texans like things big. Sure. So, uh, you know, you, they must have welcomed you with open arms. Oh,
0: it was wonderful. And uh,
2: really you was. moved there uh, because of your wife, Angie, yep. correct? Yep. How did you two meet? At a show. Yeah. She's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, she's a Star Wars dealer. Oh, oh she is? She was.
0: She was until, uh-huh. we, you know, until we hitched up. And then she got the prize that everybody wanted.
2: <laughs> she got the uh, real action figure. She got the real action figure. So <laughs>
0: now we travel around together and do shows and stuff.
2: Right. You guys are pretty much inseparable. I always yep. see you together. And I often see Angie with the Star Wars novel, just yep. giving her fandom even more cred, right. you know,
0: which you, is so cool. You can't talk to her sometimes if she's got a new new Star Wars novel out. Right. And she buries her head in it. and it, Sometimes it takes a little time to get into it because I know you know, over the years you know when it's a good thing, when it's exciting or, or when the home team's not doing so well right, yeah, and stuff yeah. like this.
2: You hear it from her. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: and I that way I keep up with all the developments. Yes. So I don't have to read it. Right. I can talk to her and say what's this and this and this. So if when we're doing Q and A it's if someone comes up with oh in such and such a book uh, it was so-and-so. Oh, yeah, that was so-and-so, wasn't it? Blah, blah, blah. And it's all stacked in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all in my brain.
2: And then, of course, a few years ago, there was the novel Vector Prime, yep. where Chewbacca met his his death. And I asked Angie about it, and she said she got a little choked up when she oh, read yeah. it. I'm like, it hits a little too close to home. Well, I
0: learned that, fortunately, the books do not control the movies.
2: Yes, George has said the same George thing. He's gone on the, the record saying that.
0: He said the, the books are the books, the movies are the movies, and the twain will never meet.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, all right. Chewie's, Chewie's gone in the books, but he's still on Yeah. He's still going to be there.
2: He'll always be there. Yeah, yeah. He'll always be there. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time? I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd like you that know, too. We share the same tra- hobby.
0: You know, we're traveling... Every Practically every weekend that we're away. Uh, so when we do have a chance to relax mm-hmm. over a weekend or a couple of days, it's the dogs and the cats and all the animals at home mm-hmm. that keep us sane. Mm-hmm. If you've got a dog and a cat, there is nothing more soothing yeah. to have a dog nuzzle up to you or a cat sit in your lap you're trusted by them, uh-huh. and they love you for who you are, not what's going on.
2: So you're an animal lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, what know. kind of dog do you have? we got
0: a Rhodesian Ridgeback. What, what are their names? Uh, that's Oscar. And we ha- also have a little Jack Russell Terrier, whose oh. name is Alice.
2: Alice? So, his name is? Alice. Why is his name Alice? Her name? I don't know. Oh, her name. I thought you said it, his name is Alice. No, her name um, <laughs> like, <"Well>, Alice. <laughs> we
0: found her in a storm oh. and adopted her. Yeah, so, yeah, and she got the name of Alice. Oh, God knows why, but that
2: was it. Star Wars has grown in popularity over the last thirty plus years, and it shows no sign of slowing down. True. Why do you think it has such appeal?
0: It's generational now. Yeah, it sure and is. That you try and stop something that's been around for twenty, thirty years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even if it stopped today, think about it. You know the conventions would still go on, because all the most of the actors or most of the main casts are still alive and yes. still available. Yes. So yeah, it's it's got a, an appeal of its own, and therefore it, it 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 will go on for a number of years. Oh, I believe you. I a believe A long you. time longer than I I will be involved in it. Yeah. yeah.
2: No. It's it's like the Wizard of Oz, you yeah. know. it's It just, carries it's on, carries
0: on, and generation carries on. after yep. generation. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. What are you most Proud about when it comes to your contributions to Star Wars,
0: doing something that nobody else can do.
2: Yeah, no, that's the truth. That's and we, we mentioned that before. Yeah. From his walk yeah. to the way Chewie kind of yeah. turns his yeah. head a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I've seen other actors uh, portray Chewie yeah. for Lucasfilm promotional events and yeah. whatnot. And have you seen work. the guy? Have you seen the Chewbacca that plays the drums? Yeah. Have you seen that yeah. guy?
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, talk about not canon. Uh, <laughs> Chewbacca playing the drums. True but if there was an instrument you would play I would imagine it would be the drums no it's guitar it's guitar he would play guitar mm, definitely okay mind you it would be about 8 feet long Yeah. Uh, okay yeah it would have to be a big axe uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to all
0: sorts yeah. I grew up in the Beatles uh-huh. so anything from late 60s up to the 80s mm-hmm. and forget the modern stuff because yeah. yes. having been around for a number of years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it the same music comes around. You bet right you, again. you so, bet you. You know, I like the old stuff. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do.
2: Me too. I, I'm a classic rock yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Beatles, Stones. Do you like Led Zeppelin? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love in Zeppelin. The,
0: in the right, in the right frame of mood. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, you've yeah. got to, you got
2: to have, you got to be in the right frame of mood for any music. Would Chewbacca, if he was a guitar player, would he play heavy metal? Uh or maybe probably. a blues. Maybe some like some Wookie blues.
0: You never know. That it, would. Be it cool. all depends on. How he feels and what he's doing.
2: Uh, yeah, you know what, Chewbacca the Wookiee, If you want to play guitar, he could play any song he yeah, wants. Yep. Um, if you could play any other character in Star Wars, who would it be and why? Um, I don't know.
0: That's a good question. Possible, you know. I suppose Harrison would be a good would be a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Han. Han Solo. As, or, a, you know, a human psychic to him uh-huh, uh-huh. would be wonderful. Oh. You know? um, because I can't see any of the other characters being that big. Yeah, right, right. So, I don't Whoops. Just I don't like... fancy Jabba. Leave you there. Okay. I don't fancy Jabba, Jabba's, no. or uh, Little Ewoks. Forget it. You know, <laughs> they, they're just not all. You'd
2: be king of the Ewoks. Yeah, exactly. I would love to see that, quite honestly. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which of the Star Wars films is your favorite?
0: Empire. And Empire why? Empire Strikes Back. The mere fact that the character was able to grow mm-hmm. in that particular movie. Yes. He went from a minor character to one of the major five.
2: Yes, absolutely. And there you go. You know, that's part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I have something that I want to relate to you. When I went to see the premiere of... The uh, Empire Strikes Back Special Uh Edition, I sat next to Roger Ebert, who who fell asleep during the first half of the film. So I was really curious to see what his review would be like. Now, obviously, it's a film he had seen before, but this was a special edition. So he went back to some of his old notes, mm-hmm. and he said he wasn't going to really tra- change much, but one thing that he didn't care for in Empire Strikes Back was Chewbacca's howling throughout the whole thing, and I thought that was the stupidest thing anyone could ever say about Chewbacca.
0: He must have gone to sleep while Chewie was doing his thing yeah. on on the screen. Because he does, alright, he does howl, but it's usually an appropriate howl to get him out of problems or alert other people that things are going on around it.
2: Well, I can guarantee you people listening to this show agree with you and not Roger Ebert, for sure.
0: I don't agree with most critics. Yeah,
2: yeah right. I because mean,
0: I've got my own opinions. Right. Everybody's got their own opinions. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think some of these critics are highly overrated. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll just tell you, if you ever do stumble across that review and you see that, you know Jimmy Mac sat next to Roger Ebert and that guy was sleeping. He had his head on my shoulders practically. Ah. That was and in I, 97.
0: And I bet you wrote these reviews for him, too.
2: Well, <laughs> if I wrote the review, I certainly wouldn't be saying any giving no, any criticism yeah. to Chewbacca. Yeah. I, you know, I want to keep my arms in the socket. True, you know what I'm true. saying? Yep. Uh, what is your opinion of the the prequel trilogy as a whole? Um, it is.
0: It's a totally different concept. By, you know, the original trilogy was great. This one, the new one, is for kids
2: yeah okay it's for a younger version it does appeal to a younger sensibility sometimes younger yes
0: so you know and yet they both join up pretty good mm-hmm. you know they join up well and they just you know everybody has their own particular thing about it but as I say you can watch any of the fr- first three and any of the last three mm-hmm. or all of them together and it still makes a story
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. It flows. Yeah. Uh, if you could do it all over again, and I think I know the answer to this question, would you be in Star Wars knowing what you know now? Of course. Yes. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it it's been a home run with you, hasn't well, it? Well, I've enjoyed it. It's yeah. Cha-
0: and it's totally changed what things, uh, my lifestyle.
2: Yeah. And as fans, we're lucky to have events like this and people like you who are oh, still spreading the word, yeah. out there being great Star Wars ambassadors yeah. for all the fans who come to see you. Well, Your line... I've been watching your line has been constantly yep. filled the whole time people love to come up yep. and meet you and say hey I'm at ch- I shook yep. Chewie's hand I shook Chewie's hand you know
0: wherever we go in the convention area yeah, we're not high headliners but we're not last we're dead straight in the middle mm-hmm. we keep the lines going we keep the fans happy.
2: Yeah, well, you you created an iconic character that people love. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you brought the personality to Chewbacca. And if the, you didn't, it would have been a, a mop essentially. And,
0: and the more the more you see of this, the more you realize that what that particular character can do.
2: Yeah, and it probably you probably feel a certain responsibility too because uh, of that.
0: Yes, the more you the more you're around that particular character, the greater the response you feel mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you have to you keep you keep the uh, you keep your attitude right. You know, not every. Let's put it this way. Not everybody has a perfect day every day. Yeah, right, right. So if if I'm a bit off, it's usually that I'm tired or we've just traveled a long way. Right. And the fans can be pushy.
2: Well, you know, it, everyone... You know, it's too, it's you know, two sides mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if, that, if someone pushes me, I will push back.
2: Yeah. Oh, but I would yeah. listen. <laughs> Who is going to make that mistake? It's not going to be me. True. Okay? Yeah. You know, if you push back, I'll probably fly through the wall. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Peter, you know, congratulations okay. on your long-running success with Star Wars. Like I said, we're so lucky to have you out here on the circuit where we can go and meet you. Yeah. You created an iconic character and one that will endure forever. And I'm so happy to be able to have the time to finally talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you for years. Good. And uh, just enjoy the rest of your, your stay in Japan. We and- will. Do. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's You're the best it been man. wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay.
0: Every celebration, I've got one pet hate about signing things. And especially the little Pez dispensers, which <laughs> are that big. You've got hands that are that big, <laughs> you have problems. But fortunately, I've developed a technique where I put Chewie on one foot and Peter Mayhew on the other, and most people are pretty happy with that. So that was was my first nightmare, when someone came up and said, I want this signed. I went, oh, dear. Chewbacca. Chewbacca is the Wookiee. I related to him as if he were a special kind of dog. Uh, The Wookiee actually came from uh, my dog, indiana who is a big malamute
2: It's Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew. How's it going, Chewy? Hi, uh, Rob. Right. Okay, I think we're having a great time here. I like how I call you Chewy. I would. You know, I, I identify you with Chewbacca so much. Um, last time I saw you was in Japan. Yeah. And we were riding the shuttle from the hotel back to the airport.
0: Oh, good, yes. You were sitting yep.
2: up toward the front. Yep. I was in the back of the bus. <laughs> and yeah. and with, with your, your stature, your size, and your hair... Seeing you only from the back, I really felt like Chewbacca was co-piloting us back to the airport. Do you want to know the truth? He was. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like a few times we were going into hyperspace for sure. They didn't give me
0: a map, so I couldn't find out where the actual (laughs) airport was. I had to go by GPS navigation system. Yeah, yeah. Did
2: they have a GPS on the Falcon? Of course we had
0: all sorts of stuff on the Falcon.
2: Yeah, now if Han and Chewie are... Going on a long journey together. Are they uh, listening to music in the cockpit? Maybe we yeah. have all sorts
0: of things in the cockpit. We got, we got videos. We got mm. DVDs. Yeah. We've got everything in there, even an old-fashioned uh, headset that <laughs> is there. Yeah, the the Falcon is fully equipped for inter- intergalactic travel.
2: Now I'm, I'm looking at these these photos. You got a great spread of photos here on uh, on the table here at Star uh-huh. Wars Fan Days. There's this one particular shot of Chewie. It looks like he's really grinning right there. Were you able to, to smile with all that prosthetics all over your face? Yeah. You-
0: well, there is the there's the proof. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, at the at the time, you didn't really have any idea of what was going on, mm-hmm. but it was done, You know, you were doing it.
2: And there is a finished product. Yeah, yeah. It's good. So you can really show a lot of facial expression with all that stuff on, huh? It came through.
0: And it's not only one movie. You know, we've done four out of the six. Well, of course. And he is a different character. He's the same character, but he shows a lot of uh, protection. Call it what you want. Mm -hmm. He looks after everybody. Therefore, he's got to have emotions as well as uh, good and bad points.
2: And the thing that really makes Chewy is the blue eyes, which yeah. I'm looking at right now. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. it's, it's Chewbacca. Well,
0: that's partially what got me the job. Yeah, Chewy's blue eyes, brown hair—characters mm-hmm. oh, that characters built in, absolutely.
2: So yeah, absolutely. Well, There's having... Angie. It was her birthday. Come here, Angie. Yay. I want to say happy birthday to you. Thank you very much, Angie Mayhew, a, a proud member of, of the Five Hundred First Honorary Friend. that is. Absolutely, our family and uh, just some of the greatest people on the face of the planet. Now, what I love about you, Angie, is you're such a you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, aren't you?
0: I have been all of my life. Yes,
2: <laughs> I uh, I have pictures of the uh, Katie and Cheryl in their cribs watching Star Wars and that was a really long time ago <laughs>
0: and pressing the rewind buttons <laughs> and pressing the rewind buttons that's right
2: and how long have you two been married uh, about 10 years yeah. wow wow Amazing, and um you read all the the Star Wars novels, don't you
0: i I confess
2: yeah, it's uh, maybe
0: well, a terrible I, thing to say, but I do believe I've read them all yeah well, I don't know un- well, I don't know Angie knows, and she tells me
2: right, so it obviously comes in very handy you guys can use those uh, book purchases as tax write-offs, probably sure. you know yep yep they, can, they um, <laughs> do you have any I book reviews? Do you have a book review you want to give us right now? Uh, something you've read recently you think is good? Something you think is bad? I really enjoyed the books about the, the clone troopers. Um, was it Order 66? By Karen Travis, yeah. Yeah, Karen Travis. I actually thought that that fleshed out the characters of the clone troopers better than anything I could have. I was really amazed, you know, because she brings you right up to the turning point And shows you how terribly betrayed our troopers were and what really, really good guys they are. (laughs) So, really, I really like that a lot, yeah. Okay, so that gets the Angie Mayhew uh, Seal of Approval, Star Wars book. Now, did you ever think you would would settle down with with a big Star Wars fan? No,
0: Nope. I had no idea what I was going to do. I knew that maybe something would come along, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea that we'd be involved in this you know, in the Star Wars fantasy world and suddenly, you know, there it is and it's something that has a niche mm-hmm. and is easy to get into and that you feel comfortable with because all the fans are so, so nice yes, and even the other actors are, mm-hmm. are brilliant you know resort you know there over a period of time you build up relationship uh, friendships and relationships are with them and you just you just take it and it's part of being science being the sci-fi icon that some people think we are mm-hmm. now it, but we're normal people. Under 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 all the makeup and stuff, everybody is is normal people doing a doing a relatively normal job.
2: Yeah, when you get together for things like Star Wars fan days or Star Wars oh, celebrations. It's, it's like yeah. a family reunion, right? Yeah, it's
0: wonderful. You walk in here um and you meet people you 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 see the guys that you probably haven't seen for a year. Mm-hmm. You w you know or, you ask them what they're doing. How's the family? Mm-hmm. It, as you say, it's a family day, and thank goodness people put stuff on like this yeah. uh,
2: for the regular fans. Right, right, and, so. and it's it's the fans that keep it going. But it's yep. also, you know, guys like you have been involved from the beginning. You know, well, yeah,
0: because it's part it's part of our. You know, you either do you either do it and enjoy it, or you do it or you don't do it, mm-hmm. and you walk, or you walk away. Right. But we have, you know, we've stuck it out, and it's not been hard. Um, we've just said, okay, these are our people, and this is what we're going to do.
2: Right. Which uh, is cool, because in 1983, after Return of the Jedi yep. was released, came and went, I mean, that was it for you, right? You didn't really think about Star Wars very much after not, that, did you?
0: Well, yes, you, you do, because you never know what else is going to come out. Um, mm-hmm. With the commercials and stuff like this for uh, telephones and God knows what else. So you get involved. Anything in costume is usually,
2: you're usually involved with. Now you bring up uh, doing a commercial. I I think it was uh, Verizon. Was it Verizon that had Chewbacca in a recording studio? Yep. And it was like a guy who was sort of like Simon from American Idol. That's right. Kind of critiquing. And that was you?
0: That was me. Wow. And we had a blast doing it. Yeah. Because um, the other actors that we were working with um, were just great,
2: great people. Was that the last time you put on the Chewbacca Uh, suit? Yeah. That was was it,
0: Well, with the exception of uh, episode three.
2: All right. Well, Peter, you know, it's always great to see you. And uh, I, I hope that you just have continued success with, yep. with Star Wars and the fans are, are in love with you. They love seeing you at events like this. And to me, it's not a, a real Star Wars event unless Peter Mayhew is well, there.
0: So. let's put it this way. There is enough Star Wars stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you talk to the right people, you'll, you know, with the animation series, with the animation series coming up, you know,
2: it's there and you enjoy it. Thank you, Peter. Pleasure. Take care. Always great to see you. Radio. You think you have a hard time going through airport security? Try being Chewbacca. Right? <laughs> All right. The actor who plays him,
1: Peter Mayhew,
2: he's like seven feet tall.
0: He's a really tall man, but apparently he has issues getting around. Yeah, right. And so he needs this walking cane, and it's cute. I mean, it's shaped like a
1: lightsaber. He takes it to him to these Comic-Cons. That's where he was coming back from was the Denver Comic-Con. And the TSA agents at the Denver airport weren't going to let him through with it. Hmm. Just they thought it was a real lightsaber? I mean, seriously?
2: Whoa. It seems like some of these TSA agents are taking a job way too serious, just like the bouncer at the club, you know? Yeah.
1: I think the TSA agents just wanted to play with a cool lightsaber.
2: Laughing up, fuzzball. Right, we're with everyone's favorite Wookiee, the mighty Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew. How are you, Peter? I'm having a great day. I see you're growing a beard. Well, it's a
0: one of those things I haven't shaved, and <laughs> Angie don't mind it, so. Um, she's the boss, though. She's right? boss. Yeah. yeah just... So,
2: um, yeah. Well, it adds more to your Chewbacca appearance. I think it looks, I I like it.
0: You know, she's fine, but it probably won't stay for very long. But, you know,
2: one day I'll get fed up with it, and it'll it'll, it'll come off. You were really funny in last year's Bring Back Star Wars with Justin Lee Collins. (laughs) Yes. Now, did he really sabotage you and make you think that you were going to be appearing at uh, a Chewbacca Appreciation Society event, or did were you in on the gag? I had a rough idea. Yeah.
0: Um, but having been having been around for a long time, those sort of guys, you sort of know whether there's something up. And having done other interviews about various members of our little family, yeah. I was not. Surprised by anything that he was going to do.
2: So you heard something through the Star Wars actors grapevine that Justin was doing this. Yeah, yeah. be prepared. Be prepared. Do, you know, walk
0: into a room and know roughly what you're going to do about it.
2: Unfortunately, that show wasn't broadcast in the states, but you can see it on YouTube. Yeah,
0: I know. That's what we actually saw it on. We've never, I've never seen it on. On TV itself.
2: Right, of course, because you don't live in the UK anymore. Nope. You're in Texas now. I'm a Texan now. You're yep. 100% Texan and yep. an official American citizen. Yes. Do you make it back to the UK very often? Yeah, we were there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We do maybe two of the big shows mm-hmm. over
0: there and, you know, go back see family and everything else. So mm-hmm. not very often, but we do at least try and get over maybe twice a year.
2: Have you made it back to Kashyyyk any time recently?
0: Not recently. No, no. Um, I'm just waiting for the leaves to clear before we can get the Falcon.
2: I understand that, yeah, in the, in the autumn it you can know, be really rough. autumn
0: it will be far better because the leaves will be on the ground. They won't be in the Falcon's engines.
2: <laughs> back to the Justin Lee Collins thing, i got to tell you, the part that made me laugh the hardest was at the very end when they had the party and you couldn't be there, but they had a hologram of you flipping the bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was well, awesome.
0: Parts of that interview were entertaining, parts of it were... Let's put it this way, I wouldn't have had the nerve to ask the questions that he was asking.
2: He does go for the tough ones.
1: Is it true that C-3PO and R2-D2, out of character, when they're just Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker, Mm -hmm. cannot stand
2: each other? Yes. Is that true?
0: That is true. Oh, I love it. They hate each other.
2: Very interesting in that show where the revelations that Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels don't get along too well, True. which is uh, odd to think which of our two deal. Yes,
0: it's one of those crazy things that could have made it so much more interesting. You know, why they got along, didn't get along? I shall never know. Uh-huh. And I don't particularly want to. Right, right. You know, Kenny's a good guy. I've known him for a long, long time, and. He's one of those guys that has got more credits than most actors have. Mm-hmm. You know, he's there, he's a good guy, and he does it.
2: That's it, that's it. And do you have any beasts with Anthony or anyone else? <laughs> no.
0: I treat everybody the way I would like to be treated. Yeah,
2: that's it, that's it. And that
0: way, if you, you, know, you, you're, you have problems, it's time for
2: you to go and sort them out. <laughs> I've never asked you what your personal favorite Chewbacca scene is from the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, it's probably the chess game. The chess game. chess game in Star Wars. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because chess board on the table, and we were told to play chess.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's it. So When, when Han made the line, Wookiees will pull your arms out of their sockets if they lose. Yeah. Chewie leans back, puts his hands behind mm. his head. Now, was that an on-set ad-lib, or was that in yes, the script?
0: Mo- most of it was ad-lib.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I, I thought, well, having heard that, I figured I might as well do something. And that was the most defiant sort of thing that, that, that was great could do. That was great. Rather than, the alternative was to put a big furry arm straight across the chessboard, but it wouldn't have worked out.
2: Oh, like, like what? Like he's wiping the pieces yeah, like off the he, board?
0: Yeah, like he's wiping the pieces off. I've lost, okay? If you don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: Now, here's why that scene is so great as far as establishing the character of Chewbacca. People can easily assume that Chewbacca is primitive and not exactly smart, but that scene right there showed that he's smart enough to play chess against robots. Yeah. He's cool enough To lean back and believe in his own status and his own strength by putting his arms behind his head. So he's cool, he's intelligent, and Han verbally lets you know that he'll rip your arms out of this socket. So he's tough on top of that.
0: And not only that, but he can also maintain the Falcon and do things that other people probably
2: can't do. Right, right. Yeah, so. he, he can fly a spaceship, yeah, yeah, too. exactly. Well, speaking of ad-libs, the scene with the mouse droid in the Death Star Corridor, now that was another on-set ad-lib. Yeah. That wasn't in the script, right?
0: Well, it was in script, but it was all depending on how how we... Um, how it was taken. It could have been done one of, three, one of two or three ways. Mm-hmm. We did it, the surprise... On both faces, it was done, bang, 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 move on to the next one. Mm. It was as easy as that. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. But it's another one of those scenes that shows Chewie's sense of yeah. humor. Yeah, oh yeah. Where he sort of gives <laughs> the, the shoulder shrug that's to Han. It. Yeah. Really yeah. establishing a lot of the character and a lot of the, the camaraderie between Han and Chewie. too. that's true, yes. It's almost like, yeah. hey, I did it again. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> and then uh, let's go to uh, Empire and Norway. You were out there on the ice glacier. Tell us what that uh, was like. Cold. Yeah. Very,
0: very cold. We had enough equipment to float a small army. Mm -hmm. We had about three or four of the big articulated snow snowmobiles. Because when you think about it, you need everything doubled. Mm -hmm. Just in case one thing goes wrong. And you're not going to be able to go down to your local store and get and because get yeah, there's no local store. No local store. <laughs> nothing. Nothing within 20, 30 miles. Right. So it's a question of having it there. It's a army type operation mm-hmm. and you need the locals up there especially to know where the ice caverns are mm-hmm. and things to make sure that you're getting around easily and comfortably.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we've heard uh, all these stories. It was cold. It Very really cold. It was yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah. Were the cameras breaking and stuff because it Cam- was so cold? Cameras were freezing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Literally. And some of the shots that Mark did in the Tauntaun mm-hmm. were literally out the door of the hotel. Yeah, right, right. There's the door. The Tauntaun was over, you know, it's a distance of about six or eight feet. Mm-hmm. Because the cameras were getting condensation and Mm -hmm. water,
2: Mm -hmm. you
0: know, it it took a lot of organizing um, to get things done.
2: And I bet everyone was jealous of you because of your wardrobe, the chewy... I had a wonderful wardrobe. (laughs) That's the one time I bet you were very thankful. I was thankful that I could get a wardrobe that
0: looked good and was practical at the same time. What was that, yak hair?
2: It was mohair. Oh, okay. With, okay. with uh, another hair through that. Uh-huh. So, so you're yeah. out there. You're you're warm and toasty, and everyone's yeah. freezing to death. Ma-
0: Mark and Harrison <laughs> were freezing their nuts off. You know, it's uh, it was crazy, but someone had to do it.
2: And what are your thoughts on Irving Kirshner?
0: A good director. I like him a lot.
2: Yeah, Sorry.
0: yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Very nice Nice and guy.
2: Yeah. Knew what he was doing. Yeah. knew How to do it. Well, it sure seemed like he did a great job directing that scene in the carbon freezing chamber, where yes. Chewie just loses it. We finally see Chewbacca lose, lose it, it on the
0: top of the carbon freezing. And yep.
2: was that actually you throwing the stormtroopers, or yep? And and was that done with wires, or no? You actually picked them up and threw them.
0: Those guys are professional. Yeah, I knew both of them, mm-hmm. and it was just a question. Right, this is a camera angle. We've got boxes and mattresses downstairs off the top bang onto the mattress yeah done done out of, out of camera range done and we only did that a couple of times right and right. it was ready you yeah, know well, we did it and it was time to go
2: now Chewy wasn't involved in many stunts or anything like I that. No. really no, no, no not really not he really. He just kind of hung out and he, yeah. he was, you know, he had everyone's back.
0: Yeah, he knew where his place was mm. and he knew what to do.
2: And uh, shooting out in Yuma for uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Hot. How, yeah, now see, now we're going to the other extreme. Now you're jealous of everyone else. You're probably jealous no, of no, Carrie no, no, Fisher's no. wardrobe a little bit. Because
0: there is a wind that blows across the desert.
2: Okay, vessel. okay. You turn sideways, and you keep it keeps you cool. And, of course, you guys shot that infamous sandstorm scene, which still hasn't seen the light of day. It's around
0: somewhere, and yeah. I don't know where it is.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That was the first shot for Jedi that you guys actually did.
0: I can't remember. I, I think it was. I can't I think remember. It was. It's, you know, it's one of those crazy things. You, you're told to go here, told to go there, told to do this.
2: So uh, what's next? Uh, have you heard any rumors about the live-action series?
0: not really uh, i with the with a uh, animated series on running at the moment
2: well yeah we have the clone wars running but there is a live action uh, there's series there's a live
0: action but nobody has said anything about it
2: i think uh, we'd be primed for a chewy cameo at some point during well, that tv series you never, series. Know. You never, you never know. know you never know uh, oh yoda says always in motion the future yep. is yep. Yep. Um, just to wrap up i want to let you know that my favorite chewbacca appearance outside the films was the muppet show yeah never and right. that was you right that was What was it like to work with Jim Henson? Absolutely and, wonderful.
0: Yeah. Both both he and Frank Oz are wonderful guys. Uh, we just had a ton of fun, and it was great fun.
2: That scene was notable because Chewbacca's not wearing his bandolier, his ammunition right. yeah. uh, well, strap. He t- well, he took it off. Yeah, he yeah. Took, he took help, off. help with those dancing moves a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. You know? Make you a little exactly. lighter on your feet. Yeah. Peter Mayhew, always a pleasure to talk okay. to you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us, and I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Yep. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. for All right, we're here with Peter Mayhew at Chicago Comic-Con. How's it going, Peter?
0: Absolutely wonderful. That, you know, we arrived here and came over, set up, and it's been like Grand Central Station oh, yeah. all the time. It's all the time wonderful. It's wonderful.
2: All the time with you. It's, yep. It hasn't been that long since you were last in Chicago, but yet... You still generate the lines, the interest. The fans always want to come over and meet Chewbacca.
0: And they always want to know what you're doing and where you're doing it.
2: So what are you doing?
0: uh, Sitting here talking to you. (laughs) um, We've got a full schedule of stuff going on. And it's been a wonderful year um, of traveling around, doing conventions, talking to people, and having fun.
2: Since we last talked... You celebrated the 30th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back in L.A. last year.
0: That's right. Yeah, we got an invitation because Harrison was doing a screening for his wife's charity. We got invited out there and had a great time. And it's the first time I've seen Harrison for a fair length of time. And it was just like, oh, it was old. just like old it, times. It was great fun. And um, Harrison, one of his quotes was, I haven't seen Empire since we finished it. Yeah, uh, he was there, and he was totally engrossed in it, what was going on. Um, he did a Q&A afterwards and said some very complimentary things. He's uh, such a, an enjoyable actor and a great person to work with.
2: Yeah, obviously. I mean, you guys—we've talked about the chemistry between the yeah, two. Yeah, it's
0: shows. there, and it's and it's still there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. And it's when you think back to Empire Strikes Back, is there a certain scene or day of shooting that really stands out in your memory all these years later?
0: Yeah, probably up in Norway, where we're outside and we've got the droid. Yes, and Chewie comes up and goes. Mm-hmm. At it and it sort of disappears. I think Anne got a lucky shot, Elliot. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but trying to survive in minus 20 or 25 conditions was hard work. But it worked out very, very nicely. And you had to have something like that to make the movie the success that it was.
2: And of course, in the last year, we lost Kirsch.
0: Yes, unfortunately, I, you know I'd seen him a few months before, and he was not well. So yeah, sadly, with Richard Marquand's death pretty early on, yes, now George is the sole director that mm-hmm. is that is left. That's right. And thank goodness he is still around. Right, right. Because he, you know, he's done the uh you know, the cartoon series, mm. which I got included on. That's right. And we did the voice of it, of Chewie. So now Chewie is almost completely mine. Absolutely. Which is wonderful. You know, you can look there and go, yes, I created that.
2: Yeah, I really like how they, they took all of your physicality into account when they were animating Chewie. Yes.
0: We spent at least a week up at Skywalker Ranch Mm -hmm. just so that the artists could see how Chewy worked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we saw the finished product and I was very, very pleased with it. Definitely. And we even got one of the moquettes that they used. Mm -hmm. They made one, decorated it, and presented it to me so... It's in the Chewy Museum at, oh. at home.
2: Oh, okay, so tell me about the Chewy Museum. Um, it,
0: it covers literally beginning of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, all the memorabilia is there. All the commercial stuff is there, as well as stuff that the fans have done. Sure. And it's now got its own room in the house. It's just nice to wander in there every now and again. Right. And see what you've done, and what was good and what was bad.
2: Oh well, well, I don't think there, there's there is, too much that's no, bad. In there's there. not.
0: No, I was, I was just thinking that there's not, nothing bad there. It's just absolutely wonderful, and it's all there, and it's all in, in cases.
2: Might be cool if you took some photos of that and put it up on uh, your website or on the Facebook.
0: Certain things on websites are fine. That is so. To me, it's so valuable and so personal. Mm. I don't want. I, we may we may do it, but I don't want to do it at the moment because right. of you know you never know what's going to happen.
2: Just keep it private for me. Keep now. it
0: private for me, and or you know, add things to it and just go on and enjoy it while while we can.
2: Now, of course, next month we'll be seeing the release of Star Wars on Blu-ray. That's correct. And one of the scenes that they've revealed, a deleted scene that's going to be on the Blu-ray, is the sandstorm scene from Return of the Jedi. Good God. Do you have any memories of shooting that?
0: Yes, yes. We were in... I forget where it was. In in the studio, Mm -hmm. there was a part of a ship. All we could see was two airplane engines on mounts. Uh (laughs) And a big pile of sand. So we decided... Okay. The uh, scene was explained to us and there are pictures which hopefully have come out of everybody Mm -hmm. in goggles, scarves, hats to stop the sand being blown into their faces. Right, right. Uh, So you can imagine me with the the mask on. Mm -hmm. It fits pretty tightly but when I took it off one time there was a whole lotus, right? So, uh, almost like silk, silky fan in there. So it tied in with why Tui had a bandage on his leg. Uh-huh. It was where the shackles, when he was in the battle, and he had been shackled, and he had broken loose. Yes. To get and it, it was just one of the, uh, a pair of shackles.
2: Do you recall any other scenes that you shot that were cut out of the film? That, I think, was probably about
0: the only one. But it will be interesting to see what they come up with Mm -hmm. because there's there's so much stuff that you shoot over and over again and you never know what they are going to use Mm -hmm. and what's not going to use. So it'll be interesting to see if they claim that they've got 40 hours of extra stuff It'll be interesting to see what what they're actually going to show us.
2: Yeah, and and it might have some memories flooding back for you when you'll right. see and say, "Oh my yeah. God, I forgot yeah, all about that." Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's all you know. It's always nice to be able to sit down and say, "Yeah, I was <laughs> there," but that's not what I remember. Mm-hmm. But usually they get it pretty accurate. Yes. And it'll be nice to see some of the crew, uh, some of the camera crews that were around on certain things, and also see some of the uh, second unit directors and stuff, Mm -hmm. people like Harley Cockless, various other guys who were around, and see if they're still alive, see if they got credited.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, one of your uh, co-stars is is still up and kicking. His name's Dave Prowse, and of course, he's gone on record several times as saying he was offered either the role of Chewie or Darth Vader, and he decided to go with Darth Vader. Have you ever thought about what it would have been like for you if Dave decided to be Chewie and you ended up being Darth Vader?
0: I think it would be definitely um, a different character. Yes. Because of the stance and everything else that was going on. But fortunately, he went through his his mind that he didn't want to be a masked character, mm-hmm. and look what happened.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Vader, yeah. Vader was completely put out of it. And I, I would have done it, but as I say, it would have been a completely different yes. Vader. Uh-huh. Because the stance is different, the body language would be different, and... That would have been interesting to see what he could have done with Chewie. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing that we will never know. No. And as I say, it's totally different. Yes. Everything, you know, everything is in history now. And get on and do it. You know, it it just all worked out so perfectly. Oh, yes. It It was wonderful. It, it, It couldn't have worked out better. And also, the fans realized what the characters were mm-hmm. and they put their loyalties behind behind uh, people that they wanted available
2: this is true so, this is true a guy I, who had problems with loyalties was Lando Calrissian he had some big problems with loyalties he certainly did yep I, and i spoke to billy d earlier <laughs> this <laughs> week and and he, i asked him what is your most memorable day of shooting on Empire what was your most memorable day and he said when Chewbacca choked me
0: that's right that was going through that was going through my mind at the <laughs> same time because we started um, we were rehearsing it and Billy's standing there uh-huh. and he said all I want you to do is put your hands there Uh-huh. And they're on, the other, on both sides. On the shoulders. Uh, on the shoulders, and I will do the rest. Okay. So, fair enough. We start, and all of a sudden, Billy's pulling these funny, hilarious faces. Yes. And I'm just going, what the... It's <laughs> going on. Um, it worked out there again. It worked out mm-hmm. fine, and we got on it. That was something that probably, for a long, long time, nobody realised that he was in command, in control. I was just doing what he wanted to do.
2: Well, he's a good actor, baby. He's a
0: good actor. He's a nice guy too.
2: I asked him if uh, maybe you gave a little extra, a little extra grip there to sort of help him with his acting performance, but he said he had a very gentle touch. Well,
0: I was brought up being big. Yeah. Therefore, you have a gentle touch because the way I was brought up, you take a pair of hands like that, uh-huh. you can hurt people.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, see. how big how big is your hand? I'm it, holding up hands. It, oh wow! I am bigger, like it, it, I, I'm, I'm I'm holding my hand up to Chewie's right now. You don't mind if I call you Chewie, right? No. Um. And and you are clearly about your your middle finger is at least an inch longer than mine. Yeah, possibly more. And I don't have little hands.
0: True. So as I say. I was brought up to be careful yes. of other children when mm-hmm. you're, you know, when you're growing up. You have strength, right? And I was always brought up be careful because you might hurt someone.
2: You don't know your own strength
0: you, sometimes. Not and uh, not sometimes you don't. But the situation, this one, yeah, I knew I, what I had to do, and I did it. And my hands were almost totally relaxed yes. the, when, when we finally got through. You know, so, as I say, it was done, and I'm glad he remembered it.
2: <laughs> yes, he did. He said it was one of his favorite memories, yeah. as a matter of fact. It was, it was an
0: interesting set, uh, the Cloud City set.
2: Now, you know, your um, your ability to show that kind of restraint and the gentle touch is why the name of your new book is called My Favorite Giant. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean,
0: how tall are you, Peter? 7'2". Seven, 7'2". Two.
2: Seven, two. Yeah. And you have this great new book here. Oh, thank you, Angie. Angie Mayhew's passing it over to us. My Favorite Giant. My Favorite Giant, giant, written by Peter and Angie Mayhew. Which shows... We're flipping through the book right now. This is the first time I'm seeing the book. I've seen some glimpses of it online.
0: And there's little Kenny. Kenny Baker. Oh, there's Kenny Baker. That's a great Kenny Baker. And another one there.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And Mm -hmm.
0: it shows everything. You know, it shows the...
2: Oh, this is a really cute book.
0: It's a wonderful book, Mm -hmm. and it's available on my website and usually at any conventions that we go to.
2: And and what's the main message
0: of the book? Tolerance. No two people are the same. Uh Therefore, they each have different demands for what they can do and what they can't do. Every all of us have problems with size sometimes you're too short and sometimes you're too long but there, you know, there it is and the good illustrations are by a good friend Terry Norton mm-hmm. who used to work at Disney mm-hmm. and he came along and said yes I can do things with this
2: and there it is well, this is a fabulous-looking book, and it, it's a great book for kids. It features you talking to Katie Johnson, who, of course, is the. Uh, she's the
0: uh, R R2, two two KT. They made the droid out. That's
2: right. That's right. She uh, yep. she's Albin Johnson's Alvin daughter. Jo-
0: one of her do- one of yeah. his daughters. And, and
2: unfortunately, um, she was sick and passed away, and so you've. Yep. dedicated this book to her. There's the and that's the family. Well, that is wonderful. So, Absolutely wonderful. It's great. It really is. It's great. So if you have kids, even if you don't have kids, yep. it's a, a fantastic book with wonderful art, written by Peter and Angie Mayhew, illustrated by Terry Naughton. Great artist. Great. I mean, what a, what a fantastic book. I hope you sell tons of copies. You're doing an actual book reading yep. here at Wizard World on Sunday? On
0: Sunday afternoon, yep. Okay. So.
2: Well, I'll come back with my kids, and we'll, yeah, uh, we'll be sure to, to come visit you there. Yep. And yep. Uh, one last question I have, and we were talking about this. There's an outtake of the, the the classic scene in A New Hope when you're in the control room with the droids and Han and Luke, and, and you're about ready to, to go go rescue the princess. Mm-hmm. And at the part where Harrison leans up against you, you speak English with the Chewy mask on, and you, you talk about Obi-Wan, you say... That old man's mad. That's right. And and Harrison responds with the dialogue that yep. was written. Were you often speaking in English or were you growling a lot?
0: We will, I was growling a lot because what I had been told was that they were going to put the growls in afterwards. Yes. The reason for that quote was someone had to start the scene off. Oh, OK. George shouted action. I, instead of making uh, a growling noise, I slipped up and said, the old man's mad, because <laughs> it followed from the previous scene that we had just done, where he disappears uh, into the power unit to blow the switches so that we could get out. Uh, and that's how that came
2: Okay, but so most of the time it was oh, yeah. growling. It was growling, yeah. and
0: it was timed with the with the other people's uh, last words. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was one of those things. A lot of it was done on impulse. Uh uh-huh. If it didn't work, it didn't work. We said so we do it again.
2: Maybe more uh, great out, outtakes like that will appear on the Blu-ray. Hopefully,
0: board. yes. We'll be
2: hearing you speak for Chewie. Because, uh,
0: because I know there are a lot out there. Yeah. Um, when you think about the amount of footage that they had and I saw it you know there were cans of film all over the place Uh so there must be a hell of a lot of other stuff out
2: there and hopefully the best of the best will end up on the Hopefully. well Peter you have your fans waiting to see I feel guilty I've taken up so much of your time but you are as generous as always listeners love it when you come on the show and we're looking forward to seeing you in Dallas in October for Fan Days
0: And not only that, but we'll will, we'll will be looking forward to Celebration Yes, well. absolutely.
2: Celebration uh, six already yep. we're at. Yep. That's yep. happening next year we in uh, there. Orlando. So yep. uh, plan ahead. And uh, if you can't meet Peter at uh, Wizard World or Fan Days, you'll be able to see him at Star Wars Celebration six. Correct. All right. Thank you so much okay. for your time, Peter. My favorite giant. No problem. It's available now. You yep. can get it at petermayhew.com. Take care, Peter. Bye-bye. That old man is mad. You said it, Chewie. Boy, where did you dig up that old
1: fossil? Ben is a great man.
2: Yeah, great at getting us into trouble. I didn't
1: hear you give any ideas. Chewbacca!